Hi there and Happy New Year. Welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. This is our first episode of the 2023 calendar year and we have a homily for Sunday, January 8th, 2023 in which we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. Let's turn our attention to today's reading from Matthew's Gospel. Matthew writes, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of Christ May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone, and once again, Happy New Year. I wish you all the best for the year ahead. During the week between Christmas and New Year's, I spent a few hours tidying up around the house. As I puttered around, I found this old flashlight. I checked the bulb, I put in some batteries, and presto, there was light. Now it sits on my dresser where I can easily find it if the power ever goes out. Flashlights can be very handy, but the funny thing is that they're often more useful in the dark than they are in the daylight. If I turn this flashlight on in broad daylight, you can hardly even notice that it's actually on. But if you turn it on in a dark room, it's very helpful illuminating everything that you pointed at. In fact, the light from a flashlight can actually be a little overwhelming until your eyes adjust. This flashlight reminds me a little bit of our gospel reading today that tells us about an encounter between two cousins, Jesus and John the Baptist. Matthew tells us that Jesus approached John looking to be baptized. We see that John's initial response was to tell Jesus that he had it the wrong way around. If anyone should be baptizing anyone, it should be Jesus baptizing John. Jesus insists, saying that he wants to comply with standards around righteousness. And John complies. As Jesus came up from the water, the Holy Spirit came upon him, and a heavenly voice proclaimed Jesus to be the Son of God, in whom God was well pleased. The heavenly voice speaks words that echo back to Isaiah's prophecy from almost 800 years prior. Isaiah quoted God, saying, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. This morning, I would like us to consider what this story tells us about who Jesus is and what that means to us as members of a Christian faith community. First of all, let's consider the relationship between Jesus and John the Baptist. 
John the Baptist clearly understood his work as the fulfillment of ancient prophecies about preparing the way for the Messiah. John described his role this way, I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. John understood the importance of his own work was to prepare people for what Jesus was going to do. Without denying the importance of his own work, John shone a spotlight on Jesus. As important as John's work was, it would be far surpassed by the person and work of Jesus the Christ. John's understanding of Jesus' identity and purpose is clearly evident in his response to Jesus' request for baptism. Despite his initial reluctance, John complies with Jesus' request. What happens after the baptism confirms John's claim about Jesus' identity. Matthew tells us that God's Spirit descended on Jesus in the form of a dove and that a voice from heaven proclaimed Jesus to be the Son of God in whom God was well pleased. This is a clear statement about the identity of Jesus, but it also confirms what John was saying about his own ministry as well as about the life and work of Jesus. John the Baptist, God's Spirit, and the heavenly voice all pointed away from themselves and toward the person and work of Jesus Christ. In the same way that a flashlight does not exist to shine light upon itself, both John and the Spirit helped focus people's attention to who Jesus was and to illuminate the kinds of things that Jesus was about to do. To continue the flashlight metaphor, both John and the Spirit shone a spotlight on the work of God in the life of Jesus Christ. A significant portion of their work was to draw attention to who Jesus was and to what he was doing. This text makes some pretty significant and very clear claims about the person of Jesus Christ, and these claims are supported elsewhere in Scripture. Christian scriptures are clear in their claims that Jesus was more than simply a moral teacher, another prophet, or a good person. On one hand, these texts help bring the identity and role of Jesus into sharper focus. On the other hand, they also invite us to examine how we will respond to that information. Over the Christmas season, we have been celebrating that Jesus as God in human form, walked in our midst. This morning, we read about John the Baptist, who spent his life helping people to encounter God in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. We heard about a heavenly voice declaring Jesus to be the Son of God and someone in whom God delights. Christian scripture points to Jesus as the fulfillment of centuries of prophecy and someone in whom God was doing a new and wonderful thing. But how do we respond? What do we do with this information? This is a question that we must each answer personally, but also as a community of faith. Our text this morning helps us answer that question, at least in part. This morning, we see that both John the Baptist and, yes, 
even the Holy Spirit, worked to draw attention to what God was doing in the world and in the person of Jesus Christ. At the very least, this text invites people of faith to become like John the Baptist, shining a light on the places in which God is working in the world. At the very least, we can point people to places where they can encounter God in the person of Jesus Christ. That is the very beginning of a journey toward a deepening partnership with Jesus. Later on in Matthew's Gospel, we overhear Jesus inviting his disciples even deeper into that work. Jesus tells his followers, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Today the church around the world recalls the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan. It's an opportunity to reflect on Christianity's claims that in the person of Jesus Christ, God showed up in person to get our attention and to invite us into relationship. It's also an invitation to consider how we share that invitation with other people. It's an invitation to examine our priorities, taking us beyond our history, our traditions, our buildings, and even beyond our own brokenness and limitations towards an ever-deepening relationship with God. It also challenges us to bring others along for the journey. Let's pray. O God, the Creator of all, at His baptism you proclaimed Jesus to be your beloved and anointed Him with the Holy Spirit. Make us faithful to our calling to be your daughters and sons, and empower us with your Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen.